Hello and welcome to episode number six of season three. I am your one of your hosts, Michael Abney, and I'm here today with Marilyn Egan. Yeah. And we have a wonderful guest with us today, Julia Gordon Bramer. We're so excited yeah. that you're here. Hi, thank you. Thank yes. you so much. So Tell us a little bit about you, Julia. Okay, well, I am a professional tarot card reader. Uh, I've been reading cards for 40 years, um, wow. about, about a decade <laughs> professionally, not, not 40 professionally, uh, but started when I was 16, so you can do the math. <laughs> um, I'm also an author and scholar of the poet Sylvia Plath, and... Um, and all of that, surprisingly, um, you know, kind of touches into mysticism in ways that uh, most people aren't aware of, especially regarding the Plath work, which, which I'll talk about. Yes. Actually, why don't we start with that? Why don't you tell us um, how you got connected to her work and how it works with sure. you? Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I, I've been reading Plath since I was a teenager, which um, at 16 was the age that I started using tarot and actually started having premonitions. It was all around the same time. And, uh, you know, coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I believe in coincidence anymore. <laughs> no. How about synchronicity? Right. Yeah. yeah. We'll say that. We'll say that. Um, but uh, so I've, I was drawn to her as, as a young person kind of found her again in college. Um, most people know Plath as a depressive suicide. Mm -hmm. And um, and some people know her, like, I, she, she was both a poet and a novelist. Um, a lot of people know her very famous novel, The Bell Jar, which is also pretty miserable and very, <laughs> very autobiographical and about her electroshock electric shock treatments after a suicide attempt and you know so so she doesn't have the happiest story <laughs> it's kind of what I'm getting at um, but when I was in graduate school uh, going back for my MFA in creative writing poetry and fiction because I do both as well yes um, I noticed that there was a lot of tarot symbolism in Platt's work and I brought it to the attention of my professor, and I said, Dr. Schreiner, what's the deal? You know, this is clearly the empress and the lovers and, the, you know, just pointing out different cards that to me it was screamingly apparent. And he said, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. And he said, why don't you look into this, make it your semester end project, and, uh, you know, and, and I was like, great. And I, I was excited and I thought that would be the end of it. Well, it kind of became my life's work. So um, what I came to find out was um, Plath herself was heavily into mysticism. She had her own tarot deck, which she kept on her desk when she wrote. She has been photographed with crystal balls. She has done automatic writing. She has done kundalini yoga. She has done um, all kinds of meditations and astrology and astronomy. And her husband, Ted Hughes, who she worshipped, was very deeply into the occult. And um, and he has been he's put it all in his work. And it has been written widely about, but nobody saw it. Nobody thought to look in Sylvia Plath's work for it. And I just find it so interesting, um, especially, you know, I, I listened to your program about the shift. And 
it is such an interesting time for me with this work because, you know, there's sort of this rise of new femininity mm-hmm. and yeah. doing away with the old kind of paternalistic mindsets and and that makes it makes so much sense with her because she has been held in this very narrow viewpoint of misery you know yes. and the 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 woman who was uh, she was she her husband was a philanderer we we know this to be a fact um so you know so she was she's been seen only as as angry and bitter and suicidal and uh, and and yes, she died when she was thirty. She died uh, almost exactly nine months before I was born in 1963. Um, we have uh, Sylvia and I have some weird coincidences in our lives. Um, she uh, her, her, she lost her father when he was eight. Uh, her father had lost his left leg. Um, my grandfather died when I was eight, and he had lost his left leg. Oh. My my grandmother's name is Sylvia. You know, it, there, there's all this. I, I call it my Lincoln Kennedy coincidence. I don't know if you've ever seen that. <laughs> I totally have chills. Yeah, <laughs> it's, me too. It's pretty I mean, interesting. I hate to point out the obvious, but nine months after she died, well, have you thought? I've looked into that. And, you know, there really isn't, outside of that being the gestation period, there isn't, it isn't really a point of reincarnation in, in most religions anyway. But, um, and, and I don't really think I'm her, but I do think she's helping me because thread. Mm, yeah. That's what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we so have a connection. There's a connection. Yeah, it's a connection. I, so, I didn't necessarily get the, uh, the reincarnation thing, but it was too damp. It was uh-huh. on point with the nine, what, the nine What months. I came to learn is that for the last 50 some years, everybody has misunderstood her work and they've been reading it only on this sort of very high superficial level view of, um, you know, autobiography. And there's some of that, but it is deep. And what she did in, in her words, she was a genius as genius. And she made a single set of words do, uh, I found a minimum of six different jobs in, in, this, in the same poem. You can read and interpret six different ways and she did this 40 times across her her work Ariel which is what I was studying for my uh, graduate thing so what pops into my mind about that Mm -hmm. is maybe the time period Mm -hmm. and how women were viewed in general in society and instead of seeing one perspective, they tended to see that one. How do you feel about that and everything you've studied? Oh, absolutely. And um, it, it's interesting because I have been through the ringer with academia. And they don't want to hear this. And, and they've, you know, pretty, pretty much they just ignore me or laugh at me. But, um, but I've published a lot of papers and I've published three books on this now. And I've got a lot more books that are in various stages of completion and uh, it's just a matter of getting them out around around the day job of being a professional tarot card reader (laughs) but um it's it's my most important work and I'm not exactly sure I mean if you had told me when I started this back in 2007 I guess I started the plath work um if you had said what I would be up against and how I would be 
maligned and you know just the the actual financial expense the time expense um the emotional drain um i i'm not sure i i would have said no way i'm not i'm not signing on to do that (laughs) and yet um i can't help myself because I, i do feel like i was chosen and when i've been stuck i just ask her for help and i wake up in the middle of the night and i had it in a dream or I, there was one time I was actually told, literally, like audibly, I was, um, I, I had, I had an, an incident where uh, I came up against um, a set of, a set of words that correlated very strongly to something Alistair Crowley wrote, and his, his, uh, it was like a prayer, and it was really dark. It was like to the great beast six six six, you know, creepy stuff. And I was like, in that moment, I didn't know that I wanted to even pursue this anymore. I thought, was she in dark stuff? I'm not going there. That's, you know, I have this Christian background. <laughs> I'm a nice girl. <laughs> and and it really disturbed me. And I went to bed that night troubled, like, I don't even know if I want to do this. And I heard her voice, which which I know because I've heard her in recordings very many times. And she said, plain as day, very loud move through and I I came I jerked awake and and I was like oh my goodness and so I thought okay I'll finish this poem I'll go to the next and then it made perfect sense because she wrote her poems in the book Ariel to align with the major arcana well actually with the entire tarot but but the poems that I was working on was the major arcana poems and um, and I was in uh, number fourteen, which was temperance, um, and, uh, and and there was a, a lot of um, kind of build up to number fifteen, which is the devil card. And so she was she was paying homage, kind of, to the devil. I mean, not in a worshipful way, yes. but um, but it's a it's part of the process. The devil is part of the the journey. You know, yes, the, and, and the growth. And exactly. The, and when she said move through it, uh-huh. it wasn't ignore it. It uh-huh. wasn't jump over it. And it wasn't stay there either. Right. It wasn't stay there. It was uh-huh. just acknowledge and move through. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, it taught me a lot just in, um, in my own fears that come up and, yeah. uh, and, and preconception and just things. I didn't know I was so Christian, honestly, <laughs> until that moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, I, I've learned so much. Um, it brought me into studying alchemy, which, uh, you know, I, I'm not by no means a, a chemist, practitioner, or anything like that, but I learned um, alchemy ha- is, is a threefold process so there's there's the practical alchemy of the chemistry which we know like in Harry Potter and 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 that sort of thing and then there's the um, emotional psychological alchemy like Jungian alchemy where you're processing as an individual uh, trying to reach your highest potential and then there's the spiritual alchemy of attaining your God self and that's the the gold state of course that we're all we're all trying to rise from lead to gold. I, I didn't yes. know any of this stuff until until Plath. <laughs> Why did you say lead to gold? Um, lead, as in the base metal, lead, uh, the the dirty, you know. That, I mean, that's Heavy. what that's what the alchemists have. Yeah, that's the symbol. When I 
grew up in the country. Uh-huh. I grew up in the in the country. My dad worked for a lead mine. Oh, interesting. Like, I grew up literally on top of the and world's largest veins of lead known in the planet. Oh, and now you're they're like a mile wide and a mile high or mile yeah mile tube in the earth and that's what they Uh all you know dug it out but we don't use lead anymore for hardly anything except for batteries but yeah i had a hit when you said that like Uh lead to gold there's your book michael that's what i heard (laughs) right that was the name of my book nice thank you you're you're very welcome (laughs) we're doing readings already like so (laughs) we had talked like when we reached out we had communicated right at the very beginning of the season about Uh this and so I'm completely fascinated with, and since the time that I talked to you, I found this um, on YouTube, this lady, her, her channel is called Roseology, and she's just got like four piles of cards and like which one, you know, she has a different question. Uh-huh. And then you pick one that you want, that you know is yours. And then she goes to it and does that reading. So it's either one, two or three or four. I think she's got four different piles. And I never really... It was interested after we had talked and then I found that and I did one of them and it was the most on point. Really? Nice. Experience. And I'm like, it provided a a huge like wind beneath your wings sort of feeling like, oh, yes. So I saw value like a, a new way. I just never really looked at tarot as... I guess I just have the belief of like what most people think of like tarot, like in the world, you know, Madam like Cleo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that comes from, you know, I grew up in a Christian, in a Christian home and that was a no, no, that was the devil. Sure. Sure. You know, so like, it's interesting. I know now that's not true, but like, it's just from your experience coming through, like what you deal with. Yeah. You know, from doing it for, you said 40 years now uh-huh. to now, like, what is that arc? like for you yeah well I do think that my plath work made me an infinitely better tarot card reader because by understanding her expansion I, I well I learned I learned what Kabbalah was which if you've ever talked about Kabbalah here would you like me to give a high level kind of yeah because we've, never, we've yeah. never talked it, about it I if you think of Kabbalah as like communication and then there are ways to communicate. And so Kabbalah is sort of God's divine roadmap for the world. And then we have our ways that we operate in it. Um, one of the ways of Kabbalah would be astrology, numerology, uh, even mythology is in there. Um, they're, they're sort of all telling the same story in the same uh, structure. And so you'll find if you do studies across the board of occult sciences, they're all the hero's journey. And they're all the same kind of growth. Um, and, and and it's just been intuited. It doesn't matter what part of the world you're looking at. It doesn't matter if you're looking at um, East African shaman, or if you're looking in uh, Peru, or if you're looking in Native American, Native America, um, culture, uh, you know, um, or or even Catholicism. I mean, there's the same stories over and over. So Kabbalah began as ancient Jewish mysticism, and it was spelled with a K, 
and then the Christians got hold of it, and they made their kind of brand of it, spelling it with a C. And then the Hermetics, uh, her, uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, who produced the first modern-day tarot deck uh, around about the turn of the century, 1900s, um, they spell it with a Q. And in my Plath work, I've been spelling it with a Q just because I found that Plath and her husband, Ted Hughes, seem to have hermetic following. Uh, in, they just seem to be more truly hermetic than, than Christian or Jewish in, in their belief system. How did you, like today, like how do you, what do people experience? Or what is your perception of what they experience when they're having a reading with you? Most everyone tells me that I am unlike any other tarot card reader they've met. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> totally get that. <laughs> me too. You know, it, it's funny. Um, if you look me up, CBS Radio calls me uh, St. Louis's number one fortune teller. And I just cringe. I just say, oh, gosh, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it's nice and it brings me clients. Um, so that was so that's a blessing. But all of my regular clients, of which I have many, I mean, I do this, it is the only work I do, and I'm really busy. And I even have to kind of push it back sometimes, because I'll, you know, I can't work 24 seven. But um, my clients will tell me um, that I bring a lot, well, I teach with analogies, I teach with my spiritual path, I see within the cards. And so I might look at a card and be triggered by something from like A Course in Miracles, which I've studied, or or even something from the Bible, you know, from back from Sunday school. <laughs> um, I I just relate. I, I, I'm a regular in a Buddhist women's group that I participate in every Thursday morning. I was there today, um, just reading a lot in general. Um, working with with people like Marilyn and her her sacred circle, which I've just joined, um, I get information, I get teachings, and I almost always just find a way to share them through the tarot. So, if I'm reading for you, Michael, um, there's a real good chance that you'll a card will, will come up and it'll just trigger something for me, and I'll just oh, Michael needs to know about this. And, and so, and, and sometimes it's very, very clearly shown in the picture. And, and to me, I can look at, at certain cards and they're just so obviously the story of, uh, you know, take something like judgment, uh, which you look at it and, and it's judgment day and God is calling the bodies out of the coffins. That's what's pictured. And when I see that, um, there, there is uh, in some tarot books, they say that is a card of karma. Well, we all know karma isn't good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. We all know that's not true. Um, so I read it as more like uh, in the Bible when they say, as you sow, so you shall reap. Mm -hmm. And what we sow, of course, are seeds. So when I see, if, if you had the judgment card in reverse, say, I would say, oh, Michael, you're doing too much from that negative energy. You might be making decisions based out of guilt or out of fear. Uh, you might be, you know, if you're looking for a job and you're doing it from a place of, oh, my God, if I don't get something soon, I'm going to go crazy in this place. Um, that's negative energy, and that would not pay off for you. But if you're looking from a place of positivity, that would be like, how can I be a gift? 
you know, what can I bring to this company or, or this industry that I've never worked in to, um, you know, make a difference in the, in the community or maybe even the world? Um, so, so that's the kind of thing where I can look at a tarot card and all of that, <laughs> that you know, is, is unpacked within it, you know, or packed within it. I have a question about that, yeah. too. So you know the cards up one side and down the other. However, you know, someone could get the same card someone else did and your intuition gets triggered with their specific message, yeah. I'm assuming. And that's that's where um, people are unique. I mean, if you look at any tarot book, you will see a number of different meanings for the same card. You can look at the hermit, and sometimes he's an old man, and sometimes he is just about being alone, and sometimes he's more about wisdom and teaching, and sometimes he's the student, and sometimes he's the trailblazer, and and it's all there, and it's all kind of in the picture, but that's where the intuition is connecting, me connecting with the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's what and I that's love probably why people that. say that about you, is that you, yes. you bring more than card reading yeah yeah yeah. so I I always tell my my new clients I say I believe I can read your cards because we're connected just by being alive I call that life force God I don't tell people how to do God or what to call God totally your business but if Mm -hmm. you can go there then you can say okay I'm I'm alive I'm, I'm hooked into this God system and here we go, you know, and, and that gives you power to make changes. So if we see something coming up that you don't like, then, okay, that's, it's a heads up. You can do it differently. So I would never tell anyone they're doomed or anything like that. You know, there, there are options always. Because you're bringing awareness to something mm-hmm. via yes. that tool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm trying also, um, we obviously can't change the past, but we can find new meaning in the past. And yes. we can find gifts in things that were hard and maybe even, you know, we might not want to do it again, but. <laughs> right. Well, and that's something that we've talked about before mm-hmm. is that those challenges, those really difficult times in our life, if we look for it, there's beauty in it. And I think that's what you're saying is yeah. helping to show people the beauty and the gifts that came from those challenges and those hard times. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a huge gift to give someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's important work, I th- I think, and yes. um, and I know I've changed a lot of lives because I get a lot of wonderful calls and letters, and so um, I never never set out to be a professional tarot card reader. It just kind of happened, and um, I was teaching for a little while, and it just got ridiculous because I was actually losing money as a teacher. <laughs> sad but true. <laughs> And and um, and the tarot just the demand kept going on and on and uh, so um, so I guess it was in uh, about two thousand nine I said okay I'll totally you know I d- stopped doing other work and yes. did it entirely professionally. Another gift I see in you is your ability to come into a reading in neutrality. Yeah. Like you have no judgment, you you have no preconceived <laughs> well, ideas and you just come into it with the cards and your mind clear yeah. and you tell them what they need to hear. Well, I I don't 
shy away from my past. It, I, I tell everyone I have no judgment because I have, if I haven't done it, I've seen it. Right. <laughs> and and I, uh, I have a, a history. I was a teenage alcoholic, which I, I actually have a theory on that as I've gotten um, older and, and met other psychics and, and just very sensitive people. I think a lot mm-hmm. of us uh, yeah, it just, it, it, you know, peop- the world will tell you you're too sensitive or oversensitive, and, um, and it's a way to cope. Yes. A way to numb out your pain, and you don't have to go there, and you can try to feel normal. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, but I, I got clean and sober when I found out I was pregnant with my first son. Uh, I was 22 at that time, so yeah. I haven't had a, a drop of alcohol in all that time. And, um, yeah, or, or, or illicit drugs. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. And, and, um, and I don't judge and I have seen a lot and, um, and felt a lot. And if it hasn't been my personal experience, I mean, my, my ex-husband used to joke and say that, uh, back in the days when Oprah was on in the eighties, he'd say, you have had every problem on Oprah with the exception of not knowing your sexual orientation. And, um, you know, it, and, and that was kind of true, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and, and as far as that goes, I've got really good friends, you know, and exactly. who, yeah, so I, I can feel it all, um, truly an empath, I think. And yeah. so, um, so I think people do feel heard and understood in a way mm-hmm. that I'm not just telling them stuff about themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I love that because you're also seeing the challenges you went through mm-hmm. as a gift for you and right. the beauty in your life now. Right. So, yeah. Yay. I, I'm currently reading an old book, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And uh, Frankl was um, a Jew in Auschwitz. And uh, and I think, he, I think there was another concentration camp he was in also. But, uh, you know, he lost everybody mm-hmm. and everything for a time and um and he built uh this whole philosophy that that he calls logotherapy and it's basically finding meaning in everything mm-hmm. and, and which is different from purpose like purpose seems very goal oriented and driven and meaning is sort of just there's an acceptance in meaning and yes. just understanding it's part of this this big story this this tapestry where all threads in yes so yeah beautiful so i have a question yeah so we're always everything in this podcast is about living life consciously that's the whole premise of everything that we do Mm -hmm. it's kind of like and sometimes we set out with an outline of what we want it to be but we just let go and it just it just emerges yeah so it's so cool that this season so far has been a lot of like different types of people who read energy at different modalities and connect it's all connecting us back to our in to ourselves Mm -hmm. so like if you're doing a reading and somebody connects with something and there's and they know that there's no way that you could have known that that activates that yeah in with themselves and helps them to trust sure Mm -hmm. so i'm just i I just saw that while you were talking. So mm-hmm. that's something that I never pieced together. So thank you for allowing me to see that. Sure. Um, but if somebody's listening to this 
and this is something that they want to explore. Mm-hmm. There are obviously all people listen to us. We're not in a lot of countries. So people are listening to us all over. So how would they go about trying to find somebody like you that was at your level? Is there mm-hmm. something that they can look for? Is mm-hmm. there well, or, or some sort of knowledge that you can share about the the system, the tarot system, and, and how you read that would give them insight on connecting with the right person for themselves? Yeah. Um, for the record, I do read for people all over the world. Oh, that's right. Um, you could do it anywhere. Because we're, yeah, we're such a global community now uh, with things like Zoom and Skype and and FaceTime. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, juggling time zones can be a nightmare. But uh, I'll get up early for someone in Africa, or <laughs> and I do on occasion. I've read for people in Hong Kong and, and Africa, and uh, I have a regular client in Germany and uh, Australia, so it's, it's all over. Um, but in finding somebody to work with, um, gosh, I think we are called to them. You know, the teacher will appear mm-hmm. when the student's ready. Um, Marilyn, I think you're kind of one of those people to me. Yes. So yeah. uh, I, I definitely regard you as, as a, a mentor, and um, and I learn so much from you. And, and with my sessions from Marilyn, I almost always have the big epiphany, whatever it is, um, and even life-changing kind of things that uh, – you know, it, it, sometimes I know it when I'm on her table. Sometimes I know it as I'm leaving. Sometimes it's the next morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, so, so you're, you're a powerful medicine man, woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh-huh. That's great to hear. But it, yeah. it's like you, when you do your readings, I do my part, you do your part, mm-hmm. and we just facilitate the energy and like you said, we're drawn to each other for a reason. The people who are drawn to you are drawn to you for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you can be that conduit. Yeah. I think we serve as conduits. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful way of explaining that. Yeah. So. Um, something I've noticed in, uh, in my, my work, my life uh, lately, um, I was talking before the program with Marilyn about the program about the shift and, and how big into the shift I am right now and in this last year or so certain people are falling away certain Mm -hmm. people I'm you know sometimes I was hurt by it sometimes I consciously like nope I don't want anything to do with that energy Um, and then I've got a lot of new energy also which has been surprising you know new friends and um it's just uh, it's a, a very interesting year for me. Uh, I, I kind of took this year off. I, I felt quite defeated about the whole writing and academia end of my, my plath work. And I sort of just said, I need a break for a while. And I, uh, I've been working on myself um, pretty much in every way, uh, physically, you know, returning to the gym, returning to yoga, uh, I've like tripled my meditation time, um, just doing a lot more reading, a lot more studying, uh, and and feeling like there's a lot of lot of different growth that maybe I didn't have time for for a while. Um, so hopefully Sylvia is cheering me on and not forgiving me or not not being angry with me for uh, for taking a year off of of working on her stuff. But um, 
but I'm getting back to that very soon. And uh, yeah, I, I forget where I was going with that, but it's uh, we are definitely drawn to some people, uh, you know, and it's just clearly for a reason and it's all set up and I don't I don't think we have to look for it I think right. it just happens it just happens mm-hmm. yeah and I think your year off was also which we've kind of talked about yeah. this before that we're kind of preparing for what's coming in the future you know we don't mm-hmm. really know what that is but when we feel drawn to take time off and rest we'd better do that to yeah. serve us and everyone we work with yeah. So as as a tarot card reader, um, something I've, I've said, uh, even on some news programs that I've been interviewed uh, for in the past, it's it, I, I always say, love him or hate him. Donald Trump is in total alignment with this transformation, uh, th- with this shift that we're in. Uh, you know, when when the Mayan calendar ended in December 2012, um, the tarot is also in line with, with that. And so um, that's the tower phase. Um, the tower phase began at that time. And they say that this, this change from the old age of Pisces, the warring paternalistic age, to the new age of Aquarius, the age of love and, and, and motherhood and sisterhood and more, more feminine energy, um, there's like a 33-year transition from one to the other. So we're in the tower card right now on, in the tarot. And if you look at the tower card, it's terrifying. Uh, there, the Lightning has struck and this building is blowing up and bodies are falling off it. And, uh, and it's definitely not happy. I think, how interesting, Trump Tower, right? Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, so, so I say love him or hate him. It's a change maker. And the, the fact is we know and have known for 40 or 50 years, doesn't matter who the president is, um, he's been bought and paid for by Goldman Sachs. <laughs> this is fact, you know. They pay for both parties to get their way. And so... Um, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> it's making us look at the different. whole system instead yeah. of the red or blue, which exactly. one you're going to go with this time, right. like the binary choice that we've all have. Right. And, just, and and just because, you know, that that death rattle, those last holdouts for the old way, I mean, we're seeing it today with, with all this big division, I think, between people and, you know, the... Um, the Democrats, the Republicans, everybody's hateful right now. And um, I sure don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to not to get sucked into it. But but I think it, it's it's wanting the old ways. It's wanting to to do what was familiar, what we knew. Right. You know, instead of what's instead of what's really coming. Exactly. And here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be different. So normally after the tower card do you normally see a more uplifting higher like vibration if that was happening through. then and that was a tower i never associated right. tarot cards with time i uh-huh. didn't either but that's right see i associate everything i apply to tarot that's yeah. why you're here uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so so the card that that proceeds the tower is the star which is the beautiful maiden at the water and it is um 
ushering in the age of Aquarius. So when's that one getting and, here? And uh, <laughs> well, whatever uh, whatever our, our math is, you know, it'll be roughly thirty three years from two thousand twelve to. So we are truly what the old Chinese curse: may you live in interesting times. We got them. We we've got the most interesting times, maybe, to watch one age go into the next and. Yes, we'll we'll be old. Um, maybe we won't be here to see it. I, I sure hope so. I, I intend to. I had a vision, a long not that long ago, maybe about ten years ago. I saw myself in a wheelchair, and I was older than dirt. <laughs> and my two sons were standing beside me, and they were old men. And I knew in that moment I'm going to be a hundred or more. Yes. So, so I'm holding, I'm sticking with that. Yeah. I think that as time goes on, we're going to be able to live longer if we choose to yeah. in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. So, and that could be part of the reason. I don't really know. We don't really know exactly how it's going to look, mm-hmm. but I do believe that that star time is coming and I'd like to be here to see it too. Hell so, yes. Yeah. But it still shifts gradually yes. towards that, correct? Okay, so, yes. I mean, literally as we speak now, like in this mm-hmm. moment, I I feel it. I feel mm-hmm. it too. Like I... <laughs> so I told Marilyn this before uh, we started. I have been seeing doctors at the Dizziness and Balance Institute <laughs> because <laughs> I am shifting so bad. I mean, it's really becoming a problem in my life. Now, I did damage my inner ear. Uh, in the summer uh, on an airplane ride with uh, the cabin pressure and I had a cold and uh, and it all pow. But uh, we were having a laugh about real interesting timing because my world is literally shifting all the time. And, uh, and, and it's weird. It's a weird feeling. And, and I don't believe in coincidences. No. So. Yes. But I was, I was referring to the entire world world uh-huh. like the it was when i heard that little greta girl the, mm-hmm. the greta thunberg yeah i've been practicing her name you're like the yes. third person today who's mentioned her to me she's completely yes. one girl uh-huh one 16 year old girl went ferocious the world. <laughs> that yeah. one speech when she said how dare you something flipped in me mm-hmm. because who she was being in that moment i felt like I was called to be that about waking up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is a no shit moment. Like right. seriously. Yeah. Right. Like we have to, I don't want to pussyfoot around about that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just, yes. or tiptoe around it. You know, like it's just, if somebody, it just woke something up in me and it felt that shift. And then right after that, the whole thing that we're experiencing now in the political situation, like, that I feel is different now because mm-hmm. I had yes. resigned myself. Like this is not going to change. Yeah. But I felt something different this time. Yeah. Like it was internal. It was, it's connect. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm seeing like these little mm-hmm. grass shoots come out of the, like it's just time to be okay with kids. You've been looking at an illusion. Like yes. this isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to keep talking about the physical anymore. We could talk about the energy part that created the physical part. Right. Yeah. And I sense? feel like it is moving faster. We've talked about how time 
is different, that we're moving more into a divine timing way of life. Mm -hmm. So we really don't know if it if it's going to be 33 years or if it's going to be way less than that. We don't yeah. really know because time is changing also. And I tell you this in week, our life, like in I, our daily life, oh. all this week, mm -hmm. I'm sitting here, but my mind is like, it's Saturday. I'm always two days ahead. <laughs> this entire week, I've been two days ahead. I have to stop and think every single day. What day of the week is this? Yeah. And what time of day? Is I keep thinking I'm missing appointment. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not until two days from now. Like, but it's yeah. something is globally. Because I, I get connected to it and I I sense it. And I find my grandchildren are in that divine timing all the time. Nice. Which, like I said, is difficult when you have to meet that the meet the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but in every other part of life, it's really a beautiful thing that they can move in that way yeah. mm -hmm. and connect to time in that way. So but we've been in this game for a minute, all of us, you know, been yes. experiencing this world yes. for quite some time. But people that haven't, I know that they're going through the same experience, but just with a whole lot of fear around it. Mm -hmm. Right. That's natural. Yeah. But from your perspective, and this would be a great way to kind of wind down for today, is from your perspective, if somebody is starting to wake up, because I know how powerful it is to have a validation mm -hmm. in a reading situation, sure, because it, it does click and it almost instills a, a new level of confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it takes away the lostness feeling right. and creates right. a little bit of clarity mm -hmm. and stability for somebody. Mm -hmm. So when I... I just have sympathy or compassion for people that haven't had the blessing or experience that I've had yes. understanding energy and how it works because I, I love my life now. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. And it, we're in the middle of all this chaos. Yeah. But Isn't I, that something? I feel more empowered. I feel more clear. Marilyn and I have talked about how powerful it is yes. and how we want to be ready for anybody that needs anything as they shift through because I know how incredibly fearful that could be yeah and then what that experience would do to another human soul that didn't quite know yet sure so a another reason why we have this podcast is a platform to talk about these types of things but from your perspective I'm just really curious about somebody waking up and how you see what you do and all the people around the world that do what you do because there's many of them I feel it yeah well, I don't, I'm not looking at any other tarot readers as competition or anything no. like that. I mean, certainly we all have our different voices. Um, you wouldn't want just one kind of, you know, one musician in the world. What a drag that would be, right? Correct. And um, so we all have uh, our different messages and, and gifts to bring. Um and I encourage a lot of my clients who feel drawn to the tarot, start reading themselves. Um, I think it's a little you tough. You recommend that? Oh, sure, sure. I, I think it's tough to read for okay. yourself. I mean, like, so, so, but, but learn the cards. How would they do that? A, um, I, there are a number of books that I usually do recommend. I mean, I, I learned initially from what they call the, the little LWBs, the little white booklets that they put in the in the box, you know, and when you buy a tarot yeah. deck. And I always thought that that is the best to learn from because 
it pushes you to trust your intuition. It's not going to give you a lot of extra. And I learned real quick about the, you know, how much a story is told in the pictures. And so if you've got a a good beginning deck, which I think universal weight, rider weight, um, that's like the best beginning deck. Um, you fly with that and your and your little LWB. <laughs> but uh, if you want to read more into it, um, a really good book, which is out of print right now, but you can find a lot of used copies, is called Understanding the Tarot by Jane Lyle, L-Y-L-E. And uh, it was my Bible for a long time. And, uh, and I think that gave me, that gave me an understanding that every card not only just has its sort of meanings, but it has numbers. It taught me some numerology. It taught me some astrology and, and astronomy. There are all these correlatives. And, um, and that's why the tarot is such a beautiful expression of Kabbalah, because there are, um, there's numerology in the tarot, and there's mythology in the tarot, and, and, um, and it, all, it all feeds, and the tarot is just sort of the universal language, I think. And, uh, and that's why it, it's so good. It speaks for so many, um, so many different people, you know, cultures, it, it doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. Um, so we can all still connect. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 Well, Perfect. thank you so much for being here. I thank you. Get all of your information. We'll put it in the description bo- box below. So people will know how to get a hold of you. Wonderful. Yes. Um, and I just want to say thank you. Cause I have you, I don't know if you're aware, but you have an energy that like I understand even without you saying a specific ABC. Like I have an understanding of a tarot reading or tarot cards from your perspective now that I never had before. And I hope our audience gets that too, because it kind of opened me up. I feel an openness with it too. Great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, It was like so much fun. (laughs) It was, it was. And I feel the same way. I've never heard the tarot described yeah, in the it was way eloquent. that you explained it and it was beautiful thank so you thank you so much yay well, i'm honored to be here awesome. thanks julia do you have anything to say before we go oh i think we've said it i feel i feel pretty done but uh yeah namaste namaste <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, As I said, all the information about today's show will be in the description box below. Hit it up and leave us a comment. And uh, look for us on our Facebook Facebook Empire page. Yes. Yay. Talk to you guys soon. Have a really great day. Thank you. Thank you.